Welcome to the Vital Health Talk. My name is Dr. Malkowski and I'm here with Dr. Mark Coolier. We are two passionate physicians that hold not one but two doctorate degrees. We're on a mission to heal the world, bringing you the latest information from the forefront of medicine and traditional healing methods. Each week, we'll bring you an enlightening topic to enrich your life and take your health and happiness to the next level. We're so happy you're joining us today. Let your journey to health begin. Hi, Dr. Marcoulier. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Hey, Doc. How are you doing today? Good. Um, I'm so excited about our first talk today. We're going to talk about functional medicine and naturopathic medicine. I know, it's pretty exciting. I think this is a great topic to help people get clarified on the difference between the two and how they're similar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. um, Yeah. So what, how would you describe naturopathic medicine? That's a great question. Um, I would say essentially naturopathic medicine is real medicine. It's the original medicine. I think it is uh, essentially the only medicine that has the power to actually heal people and bring people to true health. Right. How about you? What would you say? (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I mean, naturopathic medicine has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years in all different forms of medicine, whether it's Ayurvedic, um, you know, and, and other things like that. Think about Hippocrates. I mean, he was the the first doctor of functional naturopathic medicine when he said, "Let food be thy medicine." Exactly. So, you know, and that's that's a huge tenet of our philosophy is that you that that food, what you put in your mouth, affects every single cell of the body, um, right. and that's what fuels us and keeps us going. Exactly. So, you know. With, naturopathic medicine i mean we have the philosophy that the body has the ability to heal itself it it wants to be healthy and it strives to be healthy and when you know a symptom arises that is because our body something's not functioning the way that it should be so we believe that a symptom is a clue that you know there's something in the body that needs to be to be healed because we want to be healthy Exactly. And we don't emphasize the symptoms, we emphasize the health of the individual and the individual as a distinct entity from the symptoms. So we're not really focused too much on treating the symptoms, correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah, You're treating the individual. Um, yes. Because when you start to treat just the symptoms, you're missing a huge underlying part, whether it's, um, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual and it's just treating a, a symptom that's going towards or that that's acting um like systems-based medicine and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't acknowledge that we that everything works together yeah and if you're just treating symptoms you actually will not heal and reach your true potential of your health right it's impossible exactly. um yeah and i think you said a, a lot right there i think there's a lot of information there and you could probably expound a whole episode just on what we've just talked about, but I just wanted to touch on something real quick that you said. Um, You said the body has a power to heal itself. And I do agree with you. That is a core tenet of naturopathic medicine, but I think that people need to realize that's, you know, it's a fact. So even if someone goes in for surgery, um, the surgeon does the surgery and they stitch you up, but really the body does the healing after the surgery or after you have a cut. There's no physician that can go in 
and heal a cut, right? That's literally right. impossible. Yeah. So the, exactly. the body does it, right? Yeah. So in mm-hmm. naturopathic medicine, we are working with the body's innate ability to heal itself. So, right. Exactly. That's yeah. a good, um, that's a very valid point to make. I mean, just with anything, like you said, with a cut, if someone you know, falls and scrapes their knee, their body knows what to do. Exactly. Uh, and that can never be replicated. You can never, you can never do that. A physician can never do that. It's impossible. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And then also too, with naturopathic medicine, what I really like about it is um, we don't take responsibility for healing the person, right? We, we mm-hmm. help. So we're there right. to assist, give the conditions for health. And then um, the individual, you know, it's really a lot of their responsibility and, and they're responsible for their health. So I right. like that too. Exactly. And kind of to touch upon that or expand that a little bit more is that with naturopathic medicine, we have the principles of the determinants of health, mm-hmm. which um, I think it's overlooked so much, even from a functional medicine standpoint. Exactly. Uh, and so like, and so our determinants, it's like when one thing gets thrown off, that can throw off everything else. So the key things, it's like sleep, you know, you need to yeah. have adequate, good night's sleep because that's when your body heals the most. Absolutely. Um, hydration like eating drinking good clean water and enough of it throughout the day to keep your your cells happy Mm -hmm. um I remember I was talking with a doc who's been in practice for 40 something years and he was saying that you could have a practice built around just giving people clean water and telling them to drink you know half their body weight in ounces a day and 70 percent of patients would have an improvement in right. symptoms yeah and i 100 percent agree with that probably because people are we're so dehydrated right and every yeah. cell in your body is composed of what you eat and drink so it makes sense it's it's basic sciences right right exactly yeah um so it's stuff like that and then you know are you able to have fun and socialize i mean exactly. that's that's huge in someone's life and like what are your different stressors like what are your blisters what are your stressors yeah and um no I agree with you and to expound on that I think that um what's wonderful about naturopathic medicine is we are um learning the determinants of health and how to create health which is distinct from any other profession right so for functional medicine or for traditional allopathic or for those of you who are not familiar with the term allopathic that's a traditional medical doctor um, so what we, what we learn as naturopathic physicians is we learn how to create the, create health with the different determinants, like Dr. Mark is talking about, um, hydration, sleep, food, um, social interactions, you know, emotional health, your job, your daily routine. And by addressing just those factors alone can dramatically improve someone's health. So that's distinct in our profession that we do know how to create health. Right. Correct? And yeah. We're able to create health through the least invasive means possible. That's a ton you know, of doing, our medicine. Right. Doing the most gentle way to, to improve right. health. Um, Which is cost effective. And, correct. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's so cost effective. Right. Um, so we do the least amount necessary. First, mm-hmm. do no harm. Then you do the least amount necessary. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, which I think is um, 
you know, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And I think that gives naturopathic medicine, which is again, the original medicine, but right now we need to bring it back because I think it has the power to heal not only on the individual level and give people um, beautiful, more empowered lives and can live richer, happy, more joyful lives. I do believe that. But I also think on a national level, the cost of healthcare right now is astronomical. It's not actually serving people. And if we went back to using naturopathic medicine, using the determinants of health and doing the least thing necessary for the biggest return, um, the potential of that is really just great to heal the national healthcare crisis. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and you see stuff like that in Europe where people go and they're able to, to go to these, um, they're called sanatoriums. It makes them sound a little uh, doom and gloom, but they're essentially, you know, clinics that have different hydrotherapies and cleanses and where people can go and just get R and R and they leave feeling so refreshed. And that's part of their healthcare system. Yeah, we don't great. have that here. I know we don't. So, um, yeah, we need to bring it back. <laughs> exactly. Point taken. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I did want to speak just really briefly about um, just the definition of naturopathic medicine, and some of the principles, if people are not familiar with that. Um, go for it. So, yeah. So according to the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians, naturopathic medicine is a distinct primary healthcare profession emphasizing prevention, treatment, and optimal health through the use of therapeutic methods and substances that encourage individuals' inherent self-healing processes. So, and then it goes on to say we use modern and traditional scientific and empirical methods. So I I love that. Good to know. Yeah. And then again, we talked about the principle, the healing power of nature. That's number one identify and treat the cause which is amazing that that's what actually makes naturopathic medicine so effective too because when you treat the cause you remove the the um the symptoms right instead of addressing the symptoms right of course first do no harm doctor is teacher which is one of my favorites because i love educating people about health and i think empowering people to take their health into their own hands is wonderful. Um, and then treat the old, whole person. So, I mean, that makes sense because like you said, it's not a systems based um, uh, environment. It's very synergistic and then prevention, of course. And again, when you talk about on an individual level, preventing disease, but also on a national level, I mean, if we could prevent all these chronic conditions that people are suffering from today, which we can definitely mm-hmm. preventable, right? The leading causes of illness in our country are preventable diseases. So, um, I mean, that would save us so much time and money, you know, people could leave, live more richer lives, but they are also, you know, it's great for the economy if people are healthier, right? Exactly. Work productivity would increase. Exactly. um, So yeah, it is. Yeah. It makes sense. (laughs) And it's like, it makes sense. And there is um, science behind it as well. I Absolutely. Mean, big, yeah. And so, and I think that's what's happening with the functional medicine movement mm-hmm. is that um, as more and more science comes out, I think more and more allopathic doctors are realizing that, you know, they might've been missing the boat for all these years. And that's why their patients aren't getting better. Um, but they still aren't fully trained. I mean, we're trained from day one to mm-hmm. understand how the body works as a whole 
Right. And we're, we're trained in the determinants from day right. one. I mean, that was yeah. our, our very first class is the determinants of health. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how yeah. many telepathic doctors can say that? No, none. So that's actually, from my understanding, that's not a part of medical school. Um, I have the opportunity to hear a prominent functional medicine um, medical doctor speak who no doubt does a lot of good and, and does help people. But um, the fact is, and as this doctor stated, um, there is no class in determining and there is no class in medical school that teaches you how to create someone's health. So for um, medical doctors and naturopathic doctors, we are given the, um, the basic sciences, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, um, all of them. We're given nutrition. We're given all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the wonderful thing I think for our our profession is we use those basic sciences to treat. So you could identify um, a, which I do think functional medicine does this as well, right? Identify Mm -hmm. a deficiency in a biochemical process and replenish that, right? Right, exactly. So, Um, well, the cool thing with what our curriculum, what it did is that we were in the middle of taking the basic sciences. So like you said, yeah, we had our anatomy and neuroanatomy, neurophysiology, Mm-hmm. Um, pathology, microbiology. Um, during all of those, we had our naturopathic classes that yeah. emphasized nutrition and the determinants. So while we were learning the basic sciences, we could incorporate them into our class. Right. Start you know, day one thinking, all right, we're learning the textbook physiology of the body, mm-hmm. but now how does this show up in an actual person? Right. And what would you do from it to help correct this imbalance to restore them back to health? Right. Exactly. And Whereas go on. I would say in uh, allopathic programs, it's like their physiology is off. What drug can we give someone to suppress the symptom? Mm-hmm. And so you're not returning them back to health. Right. And so and also I to uh, elaborate on that, I think an important thing is if someone comes in with, let's say, a symptom, you know, lack of sleep let's say someone's having a hard time sleeping, we're taking it to the individual person and looking at all the things that determine their health along with the science of it, right? The anatomy, the physiology, like you said, the neuroanatomy, the neurophysiology, we're using all of that to see for this particular person what's, you know, the, the, um, the root cause of the problem, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. And it's fun, too, as a physician, because you get to use those basic sciences every single day. Right. It's not like, okay, we passed that. And now we're just going to apply a certain therapy to a certain symptom. It doesn't work Mm -hmm. like that. Right. Right. Exactly. Because, well, because like I said, we're taught pretty early on that just because there's a symptom. So say, all right, we'll use the not sleeping thing again, just because someone's not sleeping. It, ha- it might have nothing to do with um, with their pathway to sleep or with serotonin and melatonin. It could be something totally different that is making them not be able to sleep. And we're able to, by addressing the determinants and really getting to know our patients and treating the patients as a whole, we might be able to get them to sleep without actually having to prescribe melatonin right. or anything like that, um, which I think it's really, it's quite remarkable to see that in action. <laughs> Yeah. Uh And I do want to say, too, that we do have within um, our scope, if we need to do additional testing, we can do that. But um, we do know so much about how the body works synergistically and how certain things determine health. And we do use the, the science behind it, too, that a lot of times 
most of the time, I would say even testing is not necessary, right? Well, it depends on the situation. I mean, if there's a red flag that presents itself, then yeah, we should test. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think, so for me personally, ordering certain tests are good to see that cost barely any money. A CBC, okay. right. a CMP, if you just order those two things, you get so much information off of them. And that's what? 20 bucks max yeah i agree with that um but it's when you start getting and but we're taught to be such great diagnosticians by um really learning and understanding the physiology of the body and how symptoms present we don't have to resort to these hundreds if not thousands of dollars of lab tests. exactly yeah and i like that you mentioned the basic lab panels because I agree with you 100%. I think that that you can gather so much information from basic lab panels. But beyond that, I think additional testing isn't necessary most of the time when you do have, like you said, that we are just so well trained that we're thinking already synergistically and we're thinking already in terms of all of the um, scientific processes. And then we're also thinking about what's actually creating the conditions for health in this person. So when you put it all together, the elaborate um, testing isn't necessary. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, if, if you get stuck, say you, you treat someone for a month, two months, and things just aren't getting better, then you can start right. saying, all right, exactly. let's go a little bit further. Right. But I think it's worth it to treat the person first. And then if, if you don't see results, then do the test. I mean, that's just exactly that standard of care for doing MRIs or even some x-rays. People right. say to wait 30 days. So before doing anything, unless there's a grave clinical finding um, that warrants it. But if right. not, then it's your the, the patient is spending all this money. Mm-hmm. There, I've heard so many patients say they're spending thousands of dollars on every test under the sun mm-hmm. with nothing to really show for it exactly Uh, yeah go on um and I think that's what's happened with the functional medicine world is that they're now um and not everyone is like this but you see it a lot where people are pushing to have all these expensive tests run as because every patient every patient gets a whole panel of Right. Food sensitivity tests and toxicity and tests and right. Yeah, exactly. Stool panels. And these end up costing thousands of dollars. So even though it's functional medicine, like quote unquote functional Functional, medicine. Right. It's still a lot of money to the patient when it is usually unnecessary. Right. When you could treat without that. Yeah. Yeah. And then empirically. And then, like I said, if their GI systems don't go away after a month, two months, then fine. Or six months, because sometimes people forget. I mean, th- this is what happens. We're such a quick fix society. But a lot mm-hmm. of patients with chronic illnesses, how long has it taken them to develop this illness? Right, exactly. So it's like if you expect yourself to be 100% better in a month, but you've had this for 10 years, even five years, you know, it's that's not how it works. You have to give your body time to heal and deflame. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. so even jumping a month after starting treatment, it's like, oh, it's not working. You know, you really need to let the body do its thing and and heal. Yeah. So. um, Yeah, I agree with that. And I think a lot of functional medicine docs forget that because they want to go right into the big fancy tests right away. Right. And to me, that's kind of a test. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind testing. But after a certain period, um, and for me, it almost represents like you don't know what to do so you're just going to order everything and let the 
the test tell you what to, what it is instead of you trying to figure it out as a good um, clinician should. Yeah, so I think there are two there are two points here that I want to make about this. Um, I okay. I think that on an individual level, I I don't think it's um, I think it's almost irresponsible to order to order tests when you could treat without that, right? I think that mm-hmm. that the true um, the true meaning of medicine and the the true effect of it is that people should should get healthy, right? So it, mm-hmm. so it should be based on that and not ordering tests, not, you know, extraneous things. Um, and also I, I've heard, you know, I do agree with you that these tests are very expensive. And I think that as a physician, you're doing your patient a disservice if you're having them order a test when they could literally just get better without, without the test. Um, right. So I think that the true effort of medicine should not be in tests. It, it should be in health. That should be how we measure the effectiveness of medicine or different, you know, different types of medicine is health. Um, and then I also think that when you talk about, again, the cost of health care, you do people and the nation a disservice when you are ordering expensive tests, especially when the tests are not necessary. So I think, right. again, here's another point that naturopathic medicine has to really address, you know, the, the health care crisis in this country, I think. It's effective, very effective, and it's also very cost efficient. So, right, exactly. And those are all great points. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the other thing too is we treat on an individual basis. Yeah. So, depending on the person that walks in the door, not everyone's going to get the same. If we do want to do labs, not everyone's going to get the same cookie cutter approach to labs. Exactly. Like, all right. Everyone presents differently. So, you need to treat the individual. Right. And I, I move on. No, go for it. No, I want to say, I think that this is a paradigm shift for people, right? Because generally, um, in growing up in this culture and, you know, growing up with allopathic medicine, uh, we're, we're almost taught you have a certain disease, diabetes, you have the flu, you have um, cardiovascular disease, you have high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol. So then the treatment is based on the disease, right? That's, that's right. That's the model that we're growing up in. Whereas what, right. what we're talking about today in naturopathic medicine, we're talking about actually treating the individual. So some person can, you can have three people and they all have diabetes, but in three people, they can have completely different causes of diabetes. And that's mm-hmm. right. And that's what we do as physicians is we look at their individual makeup, what's determining their health. And then we do a few labs if necessary. Um, and then we find out um, what's causing their their condition. And for three people with the same diagnosis, they're going to get three different treatment plans, correct? Exactly. With three yeah. different causes. Be, right. Three different people with type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. but they all are different people. Right. They're all individuals. So you are not going to give the same approach to every, because some people, someone might not react well to a supplement yeah. versus something else. Or, or for um, their lifestyle, right? So. For the life you, we can yeah, have exactly. one person fast or one person eat this way, right? Um, there's right. so many different things. And depending, I mean, different people have different jobs. People, like, especially teachers, they can't, they have to drink their water differently than other people because they can't leave the classroom. So, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, we really do treat the individual. And I do want to say, too, I mean, speaking of type 2 diabetes, I mean, 
yes, obviously we're going to do lab work, number one, to make the diagnosis and number two, to monitor the progress of this. Right. So, right. Of course. Like I said, it's all in an individual basis, depending on how someone Mm -hmm. uh, presents. If someone already presents with type two diabetes or um, with whatever ailments, a cancer patient, of course, you're going to monitor them. It's it's common. (laughs) It's standard of care. So we we do follow standard of care as well. I want to make that clear, right? Right. Of course we do. I mean, we're taught standard of care in school. Right. So, I mean, if you go to a four-year accredited naturopathic school, Mm -hmm. you're taught standard of care. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do, we do treat that way. So I'd like to say that we're doctors plus, right? We know the standard of care. We actually do know pharmacology, um, Mm -hmm. which is prescription drugs, but, but we know so many other things, right? Right. Well, we're, yeah, we're taught extensively in nutrition from day one, um, botanical medicine. So using herbs, Mm -hmm. uh, vitamins and minerals, we're taught that from day one. I mean, our biochemistry course, nutritional biochem. Right. Those were doozies. Yeah. And I do want to speak oh. about the nutritional biochem because I remember um, going to a prominent um, medical school in Chicago, one of the top medical schools, um, going there and speaking with the students during integrative symposium. And it was astounding to me because they had taken nutritional biochem, but they had left it. They didn't incorporate it into their the rest of their classes. So when we were talking about basic nutritional biochem and, um, and different conditions, they couldn't make that connection. And I, it was astounding to me because how could you um, understand um, inflammation and the different pathways if you're not using nutritional biochem when you're, when you're talking about these conditions, right? Right. Seriously. And cofactors. I think people forget the vitamins and minerals are cofactors to make these pathways work in our body. Exactly. Uh, it's huge. I, I think that course is one of the most invaluable courses we took. <laughs> yeah, I agree um, with you. Cause I mean, every single day it's applied, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean that, and that is the thing. Our curriculum is extensive and it's a lot, right? Uh, but we are taught just like medical doctors and, um, and we did take a year of, um, anatomy and physiology with cadaver lab. Yep. So we really did understand. And while we did that, we took physiology in conjunction. So um, yeah. you can see the organs and then we'd go to class and talk about the physiology of that organ, which I thought was really cool to have that experience. Yeah, I do um, agree. But yeah, I mean, our, yeah, we're like I said, we're taught, I mean, extensively in herbs and mm-hmm. vitamins, minerals, uh, right. homeopathy, I mean, so we are, we're kind of, we're doctors plus. <laughs> oh, we are doctors plus. Apology. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a great example of this is the common cold, right? So mm-hmm. um, common cold is ubiquitous. Uh, everybody's dealt with it. And generally we say there's no cure for the common cold, correct? Correct. And I think by that, we mean there's no pharmaceutical drug, which we could apply. We can't use antibiotics because it's a virus, right? We're not going to mm-hmm. use an antiviral because that's not doesn't apply to this case. Um, but if you speak with a naturopathic physician, uh, how many, how many treatment options do we have for the common cold? I couldn't even tell you. Infinite. <laughs> I mean, there's infinite treatment options, right? Number one, oh, yeah. it depends on the person, right? Their susceptibility. Um, mm-hmm. again, we can talk about this later, but germ theory versus terrain theory, right? So we're going to treat the person. Why did this person get the common cold and that person didn't get it? Is this person not sleeping? Are they eating sugar, which suppress their immune system for six hours after consumption? Um, Mm -hmm. What kind of stress do they have in their life? 
how much water are they drinking? You know, those things, right? And then right. once we figure that out, or we could just address the common cold because everybody goes through it every once in a while, you know. We, there are mm-hmm. so many different things we can do. We can give vitamin A to inhibit the viral rep- replication. We can give vitamin D to support the immune system. We can give probiotics to support the immune system. We can do hydrotherapy. We can do homeopathy acutely or constitutionally. Mm-hmm. Um, we can give botanical medicines to support the immune system. The list goes on and on and on, correct? Right. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a perfect example of how we are doctors plus, right? We understand mm-hmm. that it's a virus. We understand it lasts five to seven days. You know, we, we understand that. Um, but we do understand as well uh, things we can do to support the immune system because we understand how the body's functioning. Correct? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we support the body to heal itself, not, you know, suppress it with drugs. Exactly. Um, yeah. Or to suppress symptoms of your achy or your, your nose is running. Right. Like, all right, well. Yeah, we, we support the body through. We have so many different modalities. Right. Um, and we can't address yeah. symptoms palliatively, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should. I mean, when you're sick, that's you. I mean, yeah. that helps a lot, especially with hydrotherapy is amazing. Hot and cold contrast. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like basic things you can do at home. Yeah. That basic things. Just sleep more, right? right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do think, though, too, an important thing to talk about that you mentioned is supporting and not suppressing the system, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's very, very effective when you support the body because, um, and one of my favorite things on naturopathic medicine is people will, will come in and after um, following the treatment plan for a little bit, they will come back and they are healthier and happier than they ever thought was possible for themselves, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because when you support the body, it just gets stronger, right? It really does. When you give it the nutrients that it needs to thrive, it will, yeah, it will automatically get stronger. And some people, it takes longer than others. It really depends on everyone's, everyone's constitutional makeup is different. Right. Their vitality is different. So it really depends. But if you give it just the basic things, like I said, just even more water. Yeah. It can, that can help it immensely. And I think that's why you've seen uh, such this huge uh, resurgence of functional medicine, mm-hmm. because with allopathic medicine, they're, uh, they're, I think the docs came to realize, like I said, they're missing the boat. The patients don't, a, a pill doesn't cure someone. Right. A prescription drug never cures. Right. Well, for how many, oh, go on. I'll say, how many people do you know that go on blood pressure medication that can eventually go off of it because it cures their high blood pressure. Well, first of all, you're not, um, you don't have the condition because you're lacking the drug. Right. Right. Exactly. So I think, I think that right there, it doesn't even make any sense to, to Mm -hmm. treat that way. There's, there's really no other, um, I can't think of a parallel where, where you would treat that way. Right. It's like, if, um, if the bumper was falling off my car, I wouldn't duct tape it. It's, it's not broken because I'm there's no duct tape. It's, it's broken because, you know, it, it's, it's broken. It fell off, right? We got to go back in there and fix it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's not acceptable in, in auto mechanics, and I, I don't know why that's acceptable in medicine. Yeah, that's such a valid point. Um, yeah. I know no one is deficient in a drug. Yeah, you're not, you're not um, deficient in statins, so you have high cholesterol. That's, that's right. not what happened. Right, exactly. And so, and that, that's like my point is like you're and these drugs they work against the body's physiology right so let's go back 
to your a symptom. So high blood pressure is a symptom that something is not right in your body. Exactly. And it to be fixed. But then so giving taking a drug to lower your blood pressure, you're not fixing anything. And it's actually working against your body's natural physiology. Because so there when you was... start working Go on. I say, but so when you start working against your natural physiology, you're going to create another symptom. Right. And so, and we're saying that the high blood pressure isn't, we don't want to treat the high blood pressure. We want to find out why the high blood pressure is there and treat that. The high blood pressure isn't the problem. The high blood pressure is the body's way of saying this is wrong. Right. Yeah. Something is not right. right. And don't get me wrong. So I guess we should take a, a step back. If someone is coming in, with blood pressure that is really astronomically high, we're not going to send them home and say, all right, like, it's like, all right, right, you need to either go to the emergency room because there is a time and a place. If someone is having really, really, really high blood pressure, all right, let's get it down. Right. And then from that point on. And also the Uh, thing is too, if somebody doesn't want to, if they personally don't want to or can't, right. You have an an elderly population where maybe the, for whatever reason, they have a really high blood pressure, but they're on a restricted diet or they can't feed themselves. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that person might need to be on a prescription drug to keep their blood pressure down to avoid the complications. Correct. Right. And yeah. then as what we can do in understanding how the body works is give them the nutrients that that drug might deplete. Exactly. So just yes, help them not have, or lessen the side effects of whatever drug they're taking. Right. And also, oh. if there is someone who has, um, like, we're using examples of pressure, very high blood pressure, and they need to be on prescription medicine, we can still work with them to get to do, you know, the determinants of health and see what happens. It's very likely that they could restore their health, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's why how we're so um, effective. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to come off that we're against, you know, prescription drugs for every single case because we're not. I mean, I understand that they're life saving. I understand surgery is life saving. Sometimes these things are necessary and life saving. But I think that the overuse of them has really left us um, individually and as a nation in a healthcare crisis. And I do think there are better ways. Actually, no, I know there's better ways. (laughs) And (laughs) I think it's very important we get that information out there and that people have access to this and people can make decisions for their health if they want to uh, take responsibility for their health and live a healthier, you know, life, which leads to more productivity. And I think, you know, more joy, get, get the most you right. can out of life. Right. Exactly. I know live life to the fullest with a car- carpe diem. Exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. So, and that's another issue facing our country is, so we'll go, I'll say with the prescription thing now, uh, polypharmacy. Yeah, you hear about people, and this is what drives me crazy, is that you hear about you know someone that might have had a bad reaction to a vitamin mm-hmm. or an herb, and that's all over the news. Um, but was never mentioned is polypharmacy and yeah. how that is. I think it's the third leading cause of death in the U.S. now. Yeah, I don't know. over. Just... Uh, it might be the first. I I have to go back and look. Yeah. Um, but I know it's in the top five. I, I would definitely say it's in the top three. I'm going to get the exact and, number. <laughs> okay, go for it. Um, and so, but that is never, ever discussed on the news. And people are, and, and the news propagates this fear around natural medicine. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't take this vitamin. Don't do that. Don't go to a chiropractor. Right. But they never, ever mention how many people die of even just NSAIDs. I have um, a good friend in Chicago who's, 
daughter who's she had a friend whose daughter died at 27 from NSAIDs. That's so sad. Because, yeah, her liver That's stopped awful. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at 27 years old, and you know, to me, I'm like that. That's craziness. That should not be a that should that should not be happening. Yeah. Um, but you don't ever hear about that in the media. It's never portrayed because you know the drug companies. Yeah. Are the ones that back the media. Well, so yeah. of course, according to the it. CDC, polypharmacy is not one of the top ten. But I I don't know. And I mean, the opioid epidemic, I think, is a perfect example of how, um, if you want to pay attention, that that's a serious problem in in this country. So. Oh, it totally is. I mean, and, and now things are being. Um, you know, are coming about because of that. But I think that speaks huge for what we can do oh my as God. naturopathic physicians and chiropractors. There's so many uh, things. Yeah. Again, so yeah. many, so many options, right? Right. So um, before, I feel like we could go into a whole nother episode about this. <laughs> but before we go into that, I do want to mention something because we had talked previously about how naturopathic medicine was around before allopathic medicine, right? Naturopathic medicine is like, I like to call it the original medicine. Um, But unfortunately, it was put by the wayside. And you did mention something about um, money, right? And funding. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to speak Uh, to that? Hold uh, Sorry, I was was looking up. So it's estimated, going back to the prescription drug thing, that 20... That 2,460 people per week, um, so times that by 52, yeah, die from prescription drugs per week. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and then there are approximately 1.5 to 2.7 million hospitalizations each year from adverse drug reactions. Yeah. So I uh, don't hear that happening much with the way that we uh, practice. So anyways no it doesn't um, yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah but anyways so we were saying that um i think you know naturopathic medicine was previously around but unfortunately allopathic medicine became mainstream and i think that there is you know there is more money right behind a pharmaceutical drug than beside behind even just people being healthy right right That's, well so what happened go on uh Sorry, I was going to give it like a brief little history. Yeah. Um, um, how allopathic medicine came to be. I mean, allopathic medicine was always around, but that was what they used to call barbaric or heroic medicine. Okay. Where they do bloodletting and mercury and, and, you know, frontal lobotomy, stuff like that, um, which was called barbaric medicine. And in the early right. 1900s, and there was hundreds of schools, medical schools around, um, and they, and Carnegie, the Carnegie Foundation, um, you know, essentially, they they and the um, AMA mm-hmm. were the American Medical Association were saying, all right, we need to create better medicine, um, scientific based medicine. And that's kind of how um, there's something called a Flexner report that came about that he went toward this man. Um, he went toward all of these different medical schools and found that, you know, their curriculums weren't up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't you know, these people weren't getting the education that they needed. Uh, that they should that they thought was adequate they weren't doing quote-unquote science-based and so the Flexner report came about and it ultimately shut down like it was something like 170 schools in the country and it went down to about 77 but so with Flexner and Carnegie um, it really turned medicine into quote-unquote scientific based 
and um, which ultimately led to systems-based medicine because they realized if you go to systems-based medicine, which is saying that one part of the body doesn't affect another part. Mm-hmm. So your heart is your heart and that's it. Your right. kidneys are your kidneys and that's it. But they don't come together. Which... And that's what scientific systems-based medicine uh-huh. came about. And that's how um, when the pharmaceutical industry really took off, there's more money in having systems-based medicine. Right. Um, and it's easier to create a drug off of a system than right. the body as a whole. Yeah. And also, I think you can see we're still, unfortunately, generally in that mindset in that ideology because if generally people see specialists you see the hepatologist you see the internist you see the um you you know this whoever everything's a specialty right right and exactly everything's a specialty now and it there's and, so it's I mean, it's and yeah systems-based medicine uh to the extreme right <laughs> right yeah. it is exactly to the extreme and the other thing that happened too is it's all money i mean the right. healthcare system all about money like you were saying yeah. because what if you can create a synthetic drug you can patent that and make a boatload of money off of it right and if you have someone you, who's healthy that doesn't cost anything <laughs> right health health doesn't cost much and yeah um you can't patent a plant right you know if something's naturally living you cannot patent it it has to be synthetically created mm-hmm. um, or you have to hybridize a plant that you can't if you hybridize two plants together or a single plant, it has to not be able to be found in a natural environment yeah. for you to patent it, which is essentially what a prescription drug is. Which, which a lot, it's from, go on. I say, which is from prescription drugs. A lot of them are constituents of a plant that they have extracted and then created it synthetically. Exactly. So it's all about money. Right. Like where acetyl salicylic acid, right? Right, exactly. Aspirin is white willow bark extract. I think that's important for people to understand how how that works and how, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of money in pharmaceutical drugs and there's a lot of money in in applying that to systems-based medicine. And Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes I feel like naturopathic medicine, we're so tiny, but it's, it's just, I think you have to look at the economics of it too, to keep it in perspective, right? Exactly. Right, because there's not much money to be made in health and keeping people right um, healthy. Right, mean, the money is made in people sick. Yeah, and that's what a lot of prescription drugs do. They help. They decrease. They help the symptom, but they get people sicker. And so, go on. I say like steroids. People that right. are on chronic steroid packs. I've I've seen a few patients at work like this who have been on them, and they just see them due to their health. Like they. It worked for some time, but they're still on the steroids because the doctor doesn't know how to get them off without them rebounding right. and their health is just deteriorating at an absolutely high rate. Yeah. And, and the it's thing sad. is, Go on. what okay. I say, it's sad. It it's, is. It's it is sad. It is heartbreaking. I agree with you. And the thing is, a lot of times people are on prescription drugs for the rest of their life. And the other thing is too, with, with what we do, which I absolutely love is you treat the cause, you give the patient the tools, you educate them, you empower them and they don't come back, right? That's the right. goal. The goal is for you not to come back unless you're sick or something comes up or maybe you want to lose weight or take your health to the next level. I mean, otherwise, you're good. You know, you're healthy. See you. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Or if you want to come back as a primary care, you know, patient. Oh, yeah. Primary your, care. Yeah. Love that. You know, wellness <laughs> visits. We can do all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I mean, optimal health, too, I want to touch upon right now because the thing is 
people don't realize actually what health is, right? People think, you know, even let's talk about women's health, just, you know, having PMS symptoms, right? People think that's normal mm-hmm. when that's not normal. That's no, know, what's common is not normal. You know, people have all these GI conditions, all this constipation, people are not, you know, digesting their food well, people have headaches. I mean, and, and they're, they don't have a severe diagnosis, right? So in general, common culture, people would think, okay, we're pretty healthy. But the reality is that's actually not health. You, you could be operating at a much, much higher level of health. Exactly. And that's what we great for. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because people take things that to be the norm that should not be the norm. I think you said that right. beautifully. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so, and that's what we do is we want people to be at optimal, you know, 10 out of 10, singing, jumping out of bed kind of health, right? Right, exactly. Unlimited health. I mean, you can do anything you want every single day with your life because your health mm-hmm. is the best. You know, that's what we want. Um, and I do want to talk about, you You mentioned that back in the day that when they were doing the bloodletting and the allopathic medicine, I want to say allo um, means opposite and pathos means suffering. So it's the, the application was if something happened, they would do the opposite of that, right? Right, in, exactly. In some ways, right? Um, right. And I, and I think that, you know, it's very important to keep things in context and that, you know, back in the day when they were doing bloodletting, we look at that now and we think, wow, that is insane. That makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. But people don't know what they don't know, right? Exactly. That's such a valid point. They were doing so the best valid. that they could. But also, I think what's going to happen, you know, 100, 200 years from now? Are they going to look back in 2018 and think, wow, polypharmacy, opioid deaths, um, you know, mm-hmm. people spending all this money and not healthy you know I mean the United States is not a healthy country if you look at the statistics and especially how much we spend I mean it's atrocious right so maybe a hundred a hundred years 200 years from now they're going to look back and they're going to think wow what were these people thinking you know right exactly Um, and the tragic thing is naturopathic medicine is here all along it's been here mm -hmm. you know it's been here it's been here for thousands of years and and it has the capacity to 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 heal so right exactly i mean like i said hippocrates was the first let food be thy medicine that's how it, it should be that's um, how it should and be us, but i mean that can take us down a whole other rabbit hole probably save that for another day but yes then we'll talk about the quality of our food we, we can <laughs> do that maybe next week <laughs> okay that's what we'll talk about next week yeah why don't we talk so, about nutrition next week okay let's do it <laughs> it's a good it's a good like a good basic place to start right yeah let's um let's let that's our talk i'm glad that we just figured that out on air okay great (laughs) so um yeah is there anything else you want to add about our discussion today oh let's see uh anything else to tie up um naturopathic medicine versus functional medicine um well i think i don't oh go on no go for it no i was gonna say i do think function i do think that um functional medicine um I am happy that people, if people get better, you doing that, right? Because ultimately that's what we want is people to get better. Um, But again, you don't know what you don't know. So functional medicine doctors are not educated in creating the determinants of health, like naturopathic doctors. Um, Right. So um, I do think naturopathic medicine is unique in that we really do restore health and the restoration of health is, is key. It's essential, right? It is essential. And I think one of the things, like for me at least, 
is I am all for the functional medicine because I movement because I think it is helping people restore their health. I think the thing that you know bugged me when it first happened is how naturopaths weren't given credit for it. Right. It's like that's hilarious. Yes. Made it seem they created this new amazing way to treat when in all actuality that they didn't create anything. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so glad you mentioned that because I agree with you 100%. That is hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. really funny. And- yeah. So I think that's one of the things is where we weren't given the, the credit right. and some th- I think it's becoming a little bit more, um, I think some people are realizing that more and more, but yeah, the, right. the allopathic functional medicine docs are, yeah, they're, they're just going off the bandwagon of naturopathic philosophy of what Dwindler, you know, created. So I really think, right. Uh, Funct- that's just what I wanted to address. Yeah. yeah functional medicine that- is a, is a step within the naturopathic, the therapeutic order, which we can talk about later, but functional medicine is a step right exactly it's not the whole thing yeah it's a part of it I think that that is literally the best summation of it functional medicine is a part of naturopathic medicine (laughs) exactly yeah so but we yeah we go above and beyond yeah okay great which it's amazing so it is amazing all right (laughs) well (laughs) all right Dr. Mikowski so this has been fun I'm glad that we got to discuss uh, our love for the medicine yeah that was great I appreciate you talking to me and taking the time and I look forward we'll talk again next week about nutrition that sounds awesome can't wait yeah and go ahead and call in if you have any questions we'd like love to answer your questions if you have any questions or comments about today's episode or next week's episode if there's anything you'd like us to discuss about nutrition yeah all right have a happy healthy day All right. Thanks. Bye, Dr. Mikowski. Bye.